0: Mike's gonna go get a big package. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. A modern podcast where
1: Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes,
0: and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, Logan's claws are unleashed. Shink shink. We discuss if Sony is selling out. Uh Mm-hmm. The Green Lantern suiting up. CG or realistic? We don't know yet, and more. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, just,
1: uh, I guess, a public disclaimer, there will be no talk about politics on this podcast. I am actually looking forward to this next hour because it's going to be a nice escape from uh, everything that's been going on this weekend. So I just kind of wanted to leave it at that there, that uh, this 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 is a time where you can pop your earbuds in and you don't have to worry about any of that nonsense.
0: Except for right then when Mike says we're not going to talk about it, so he's talking about it. So, <laughs> well, so the I just, conundrum. I know, grows. I know
1: some people might, they might be worried. Like, don't worry, just just uh, let that weight off your shoulders, and we're going to talk about the stuff that really matters, which is superhero news.
0: <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's 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 really all I look forward to every week. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why it keeps keeps a smile on my face looking looking yeah. that up every day. Well, I
1: mean, I mean the the Lego movies impending. You know we got Logan coming up soon. Um, mm-hmm. The, the Iron year fist is not starting March. off
0: slow. Yeah, I mean we're
1: we're really gonna get at it here quickly, so that's good. We all need a distraction, and I think you were distracted this morning by finishing up Sherlock. Um, I was. I have not watched any of it yet. My, I mean, okay. my stra- my strategy was to uh, to to wait for the three episodes to come out and kind of watch them in a row. But I realized. Maybe that is not the best way to do it just because now I have a, uh, what, a four and a half hour commitment? Which That's, is like, yeah. Which, I mean, it's not as, it's not daunting too much, but it's just like, oh, you know, like you really got to like, I got to now I got to wait until I'm in the Sherlock mood. I don't really 100% know what that mood feels like. So I mean, I don't know if I need to go watch like a like some British television to just get me in the mood
0: of like the accents and maybe that'll get me in there. Maybe I need to watch an episode of Black Mirror uh, or something. Uh, I would I would just I'd I'd kind of jumped in Friday like ripping a band-aid off. I'm like I got to watch these three for Sunday because I thought we were going to talk about it. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I watched the first two Friday night and the other one this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, it makes me want to go back and watch the old ones. Like, I, okay. it, it just getting drawn back into that world is such a good feeling. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I've still done a good job kind of like avoiding
1: reviews and what people have thought about the season. So, but I, I, it's good enough to know that you were happy to be kind of back in that world. So uh, yeah. that, 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 gives, that gives me hope. I mean, I wasn't really worried at all. Uh, just, you know, but, uh, you know, you just, you, you sometimes expectations get built up, especially when something uh, that high quality is, is gone for a while, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, uh, prior to this, I mean, my favorite show was Westworld. That was on re- pretty, pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think not this week, but, uh, in the middle of the Sherlock season, the, uh, uh Lemony Snicket show, Unfortunate Events, came out on mm-hmm. Netflix. And I don't know if... Uh, you uh, had watched that or not I don't know if that's something No I mean I, I was planning on watching it This this
1: fact hasn't really turned me off But I have heard it's more Kid family slanted More than anything else I mean I wasn't expecting dark gritty series and unfortunate events I mean but It's just nice knowing now the expectation going into it That maybe I kind of put myself more in a cartoon frame of mind And less mm-hmm. of like Kind of like a, a drama sense of mind So but yeah I haven't I haven't got a chance to sit down with that yet
0: Yeah it honestly, it's a little bit of a draw. It's a little drama, it's a little dark to be honest with huh. you. Maybe all not right. gritty, but dark. Um, and I it didn't draw me in, so I was actually happy to have a show I could watch. My wife did watch all of it, and it's not the entire series of books. They split each book into two episodes a piece, mm-hmm. and I think there's only like eight episodes, so like four books of so many. So there's obviously going to be another season, but uh, I mean, it was it was okay. Uh, but I, I definitely will hold Sherlock over unfortunate events. Uh, uh, okay. Well, of the shows I've seen recently.
1: Well, what I have been uh, watching is something obviously that's old and cherished, and I've I've seen in the past, but it's just been unorganized. So now I'm watching it from the beginning, how it should be. I'm watching uh, Justice League on Netflix, the the animated uh, series. Uh, it it's really it's been really really nice. It's like. I was surprised how well crafted and tailored just the first few episodes have been. I mean, the first three episodes are literally like a three parter. It's almost like the, the first part of this series is like a movie of like this invasion, and it was really, really cool. And uh, the animation's really, really good. I mean, obviously, everybody already knows the Justice League is awesome. You know, it's kind of piggybacking off the success of Batman, the animated series, which is on Amazon Prime, which I may go to next. So I've been enjoying going back into that, especially after knowing uh, Young Justice is coming back and everything thing so it's just it's it's nice to get into quality dc kind of visual entertainment again so yeah. um it, ge- it gives me a little bit of hope for the future but i i think we're going to talk a little bit more about uh warner brothers and dc here later in the show so we, we i think we can uh pull that uh band-aid off a little bit yeah
0: yeah, so I guess my question is: since you're watching Justice League, will you be going into Justice League Unlimited, the the, the I guess the successor to the show? Yeah. Well, right
1: yeah, I mean, if that if that is the logical next step, I'll have to see how easy it is for me to find and stream because this is almost more of a decision of. Um, uh easy of ease of easeness, okay access, if you will. yeah yeah access i mean it's right there on netflix it's good to go i don't really know where justice league Un- uh, unlimited is i really do like the idea of uh how it's going to have just tons of characters in it so i'm looking forward to that so i'll just have to wait and see where i can find it i don't really know if it's on amazon prime netflix hulu but you know i'll, I'll go on a search and, and see where it is but I, I will be able to go back and get some of the batman animated series but man man dc I mean, except for some some recent fumbles with like the Killing Joke, they know how to do animated series and movies, so they have that down. So if you're ever worried about the the way the movies are going, just go back and watch the stuff that they've done right and awesome. So that, that that's what that's what I'll say with what I've been watching, you know.
0: Okay, yeah, I uh, I don't know if I have anything else to add to that other than <laughs> you know Sherlock this week. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I mean a lot of Family Feud, really. Uh, <laughs> I live, I live an exciting life but um that's that's not what we're here for we're here for the news Mike and I, I'm right. ready to get into this news because this first thing uh, was a surprise to me we're gonna we're gonna talk about the trailer for Logan mm-hmm. and it's not this isn't just any normal conversation about Logan Mike was not gonna watch this trailer yeah well I do it
1: yeah, and I was gonna uh, kind of uh, let it air out the what I've been thinking here. So last week, uh, this the kind of official most updated synopsis for logo for Logan dropped, and it was almost a little bit too much for me. Like I had liked how I was going in pretty blind to this movie. You know, I was kind of familiar with the setting that we were going into. We kind of knew X twenty three was going to be in there, possibly as like that kid. You know, uh, we didn't really know exactly what Xavier's role was going to be, how he was going to be in the movie, and I kind of liked i didn't really know how these how all the parts fit together and i was like this is gonna be really really fun and even before we talked about the synopsis on the show i actually ended up seeing it like on instagram or something i think it was like words like as an image that someone shared so i got i got sucked into reading that and i was like oh man i kind of wish i didn't know all these like little mechanics of like how the movie is going to play out but i was like i already read it you know we, we can talk about it so when i saw that the trailer dropped i was just like you know the movie is so close like we're we're so close to the movie uh, I bet mm-hmm. I could just like back out and not watch it, but the reason why I've decided uh, to watch it now is because I've I've just already seen so much out there. You know, I've I've seen like the screenshots, I've seen stuff posted i've seen things on social media and i feel like all like the nice little cool bits and easter eggs have kind of already been in my face so i'm like well i might as well watch it now and at least get it all within context you know so uh i think what we're gonna do here is i'm actually gonna watch it live you know like on the show uh chris will use some editing magic to kind of take away the yes. you know, the two or three minutes of silence and then
0: i'll just instantly react to it and then we'll talk about the trailer i mean does yes. that sound good to you that sounds great to me, and of the two options, I have convinced Mike to watch the Red Band version, so if you want to uh, pause the show while we do this, watch what he's watching, and react, feel free to as well. So, uh, you ready to kick this off, Mike?
1: All right, yeah, I'm, I'm clicking in, and I'll see you guys on the other side. All right, we'll be right there. Oh, man. All right, there we go. That was the, tra- the Red Band trailer, the final trailer for Logan, and... I have to say, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Wow. I, <laughs> I mean, um, I, I wish I would have, just before I clicked the trailer, I, I wish I would have said my predictions for the trailer because I had a feeling I knew what I was going to see in this. Um, I was expecting to see the claws on X-23 uh, just because that's kind of a cool reveal to see in the last trailer. So when she was kind of walking out of that, uh, that warehouse with her fists down, I'm just like, oh, I, we're about to see him. And, and we saw it, and then also I was expecting some uh, comic relief in the trailer, and we got that a couple times, so, uh, wow, I mean, that was that was pretty powerful, uh, this de- the red band is definitely the way to go, you kind of get that uh, brutal feeling of what you're going to get with that uh, rated R uh, rating, and uh, it just looked really, it felt a little bit like a Eleven in uh, Stranger Things at the beginning, where she was just kind of like taking shit from the gas station, but uh you know, I was looking out for that, uh, that comic book scene where he's actually holding the physical X-Men comic book because that's kind of the screenshot I've seen hovering around uh, that's kind of a really interesting way to look at it mm-hmm. that, you know once kind of the x-men are real and out there you know I, yeah, I guess people would be making comic books about them you know if superheroes were real in our world you know why not adapt them into a comic so I kind of I kind of like that it's almost just like when you like when you make a when you make a movie out of like a real event you're always dramatizing it and making it uh, make more fantastical than it is so I kind of like that with like the comic book. So that was really, really cool. So it's going to be interesting because I think like this girl is going to be a little bit like savage and unhinged, but she's kind of going to want to be like maybe a hero since she's reading these like comic books maybe. And uh, man, that was an awesome – that was the best <laughs> Logan trailer for sure. I mean it really – like it really hit the nail on the head. Like the um, the first ones like nailed this kind of like tone of seriousness, but this, this looks really, really cool. Like it looks really down to earth. Like – I don't want to say it looks, like, low budget, but it just looks grounded. It doesn't look like we're going to be, like, globetrotting around the world, like, blowing Mm -hmm. skyscrapers and stuff like that. Like, this just looks almost kind of like a a road trip buddy cop movie, but with this, like, serious tone. I mean, I don't know. Like, now I'm just, like, trying to think what's going to happen in the movie. Like, is, is, is like it it kind of kind of summing things up as like a bit of a finality, you know, like you kind of know the end's coming. So now I'm starting to ask these myself these questions like is someone going to die in this movie? Is Xavier going to kick the bucket? Are we going to see the end of Wolverine as Logan? You know, I think we talked about how maybe he has lost his ability to heal in this movie. So is he going to die at the end of the movie? I mean I I think in in my world I almost kind of want to see Logan kind of like walk off into the sunset and maybe we don't know if he lived or died you know cuz I kind of like that open endedness to his character of he's kind of like still wandering you know maybe like going from village to village like saving people I don't know I feel like I've been talking for a while now so what did oh, you think about the trailer man?
0: man I tell you I'm so glad you watched it and I'm glad you feel the same way because I don't think this trailer gives away as much as, like, most other trailers do. No. Um it, it, Yeah, exactly. And the brutality, seeing X-23, everyone's scared of her. Yeah. Like, the guy who just put his boot in Wolverine's face is scared of this little girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, what's up with that? And then <laughs> one part during the trailer, she jumps off of his back as they're, like, teaming up in the woods. Yeah, that was and, rad. And we're going to get to see all of that going on here. Uh You know, I, I think you, you're right. It's kind of fun. It's kind of brutal, and I'm really excited. And you know, to hear Professor X say the word fuck is pretty (laughs) fantastic at the end. Yeah, really sum that up.
1: Yeah, I'm really curious how this movie is going to fare box office wise. So, saying that, I'm not worried. I think this movie is going to make money. It's going to be successful. There's not going to be any question whether the movie ever should have been made, whether it should have been R or whether it should have been PG-13. I don't think that's going to be the the question. I'm just curious if this is going to have kind of the same magical elements that kind of elevated Deadpool to that just like ridiculous catastrophic amount of money. You know, you, you got the you got the rated R element, you got huge Jack Hugh Jackman, which is a he's a huge megastar. You know, you got, you know, uh, Professor X back in this movie. I'm just wondering if it's got enough pieces in there. You know, the trailers don't have that fun quippiness that Deadpool has. And obviously Deadpool was kind of resurrected virally. And this movie wasn't necessarily the same way. So it just it just makes me think that I don't think we're going to be seeing, uh, like, record-breaking news you know for this for this movie in march mm-hmm. but i think i think everyone's going to enjoy it and have a good time i i think it's going to definitely trend positively ratings wise just because it just it just from these trailers it's just really hard to see this movie going bad, you know? So, uh, but man, who I am stoked.
0: (laughs) Well, well, one of the benefits of this, and this is what Hugh Jackman said, I think yesterday, he's been throwing a lot of confusion around is that he's kind of, they're not trying to make this movie in the X-Men film continuity wise, Mm -hmm. because it's past a certain point where they don't really need to worry about the past too much Mm -hmm. and they're not affecting any future films. Uh, so they just wanted to make the best movie they could. And I think it looks like they have, they make the movie they wanted to make, and that usually, I think, becomes the better film at the end yeah. of the day.
1: Well, I mean, we even kind of saw that in the last Wolverine movie when he took his trip to Japan. I mean... Yeah, it kind of tied in a little bit to the greater universe at the beginning, kind of showing flashbacks of Jean Grey. And then at the end with that kind of like tacked on after credit scene. But I mean, if you take off that after credit scene, I mean, it is pretty standalone story of just him going to Japan. So I think it just works. I think it works well with the character. But I mean, like the X-Men continuity universe is just all over the place so it's almost so messed up at this point i mean you can uh, they literally made a whole movie making kind of fun of it with you know with deadpool so uh i think the bigger i think the bigger hope is is logan is uh, hugh jackman gonna continue like is this gonna be just enough excitement for him to maybe maybe be in another movie
0: maybe not his own maybe a movie about (coughs) deadpool oh deadpool like deadpool 2 yeah. Well, Segway. I see what you did here. Set me up. Deadpool 2. There's a picture going out around about Deadpool 2. as has Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, and Pierce Brosnan. Yes. In Very
1: interesting grouping of people. So uh, I think if you took, first of all, before we even unpack Pierce Brosnan here, if you look at uh, uh, the Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds on the couch – First of all, you start to think, you, you know what people are going to think when you put a picture of, of like that up. You know, you're putting these two guys together. You know, obviously they're not scheduled to be in a movie together. So why do they happen to be on a couch together? I'm not saying they can't come across each other like in a casting room or like an office and just like sit down on a couch and like snap a quick selfie. But like I feel like there's a publicist out there that's saying like, oh, maybe we should kind of start to see what the Internet does when you put you two on a couch together. But then when you kind of throw in this this outlier of Pierce Brosnan uh around Ryan Reynolds, you start to think he is a high caliber actor. You know, he has not been associated with any sort of like uh, uh Marvel universe, X-Men universe, mm-hmm. superhero franchise. I mean, since the Bond movies, he's kind of just been off kind of doing these uh these kind of not-franchise-type movies. So when you bring in a guy like Pierce Brosnan, who kind of has this interesting mixture of, like, fame and credibility and from, like, action franchises, but really hasn't jumped back into the game. But, you know, they do this all the time. I mean, with bringing Kurt Russell in for, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, Pierce Brosnan, like, the equation just really starts to fill out it, like, in a very sensical, uh, uh, I mean, a sensible way. So, you know, like, does this mean he's going to be showing up on screen with these guys? What do
0: you think? Uh, It's tricky. Uh, It's one of those things, do we want him to be Cable? Is that is that what, what everyone's pushing for? Uh, is Pierce Brosnan as Cable and showing up with Hugh Jackman? Or is this could be maybe planning for an X-Force movie, the Deadpool 3 movie instead?
1: Yeah, uh, or... I mean, maybe he could be a villain role, too. I mean, I don't think a villain has been discussed going forward for Deadpool, so maybe a villain? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to tell um, what these things do. And, and as news sources, we can't confirm anything, but as fans, our minds run wild. And it, I think him as Cable could work. I don't know if he has... I, I really want to see Stephen Lang as, as Cable. Like... Yeah, I, uh I, It's just this
1: interesting question of, like, what is more important to you or to you, the proverbial you, in a cable? Are you looking for a jacked dude with graying hair that looks like the guy off the page? Are you looking for someone that can really nail the part, you know, when it comes to the screen screen of bringing, like, the gravitas you want to the character? So usually we kind of think of, of Pierce Brosnan, you know, as James Bond, as, like, a smooth operator... So is that kind of what you think of when you think of cable? but also at the same time is when you're when you're doing a movie like Deadpool, a big uh, a big uh, basically now a big franchise movie with a, with uh, a lot of, um, with a lot of hope behind it for the sequel, you know do you, do you cast cable as someone that nobody really knows I feel like the I feel like the studio is thinking like let's put a name behind it let's let's let, let's put a, a face out there that people are familiar with I'm not saying it's the it's like the it's the answer to the question but you know it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up you know being cable I mean we like he needs a little bit of a haircut he needs he needs his hair dyed I don't know if he's gonna get buff or not or you know maybe you throw enough tactical gear gear on him and he's there but uh i think it's cool kind of pierce brosnan's coming back i mean we talk a little bit about james bond on this podcast but pierce brosnan kind of was our bond growing up i mean when we were kids going to the movie the new bond in theaters was pierce brosnan so he's kind of Mm -hmm. got a fond place in my heart you know just from those from those movies and of course Goldeneye on 64 I Goldeneye, mean,
0: you're- you're, you're, you're <laughs> Goldeneye. So I just I think I think you know if they want to reinterpret Cable as somebody else like a different type of character than the comic books yes that's fine Pierce Brosnan's great but to me since Deadpool is so ripped from the comic book page itself I feel they would need the Cable to go with that as well mm-hmm. um, but if he wants to join X-Men in another capacity uh, maybe Phantom X uh, the character which was like more of a spy kind of mutant uh, i could totally see that i mean i'm i'm down for it any way he goes like Pierce yeah. Brosnan needs some of that comic book money, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean you there. could you could look at it from the
1: equation of buffness on screen. I mean, we know Colossus is coming back. He's a big buff guy. So I mean, is that's just too too much buffness in one in one movie frame. You know, our our eyes going to explode from the buff from the pectorals. So uh, I don't know, maybe I can Pierce only Brosnan hope so. is the way, <laughs> maybe Pierce Brosnan is the way to just even it out, but I don't know, it's a cool picture. I think there's almost just as much to talk about there with Hugh Jackman being on the couch. I love the idea of Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine in a Deadpool movie because I think that combo is just classic. I mean, when you think of, like, kind of Marvel team-ups, that's the one that you always want to see. You like the no-nonsense Wolverine with the nothing-but-nonsense Deadpool, and obviously they can... They can uh, relate when it comes to being uh, like tested on and giving given like abilities. So, oh, man, I I don't know if it's going to happen because this Logan movie looks like an awesome send off. But maybe it's just a send off as the character in his own movies. So I'm uh, crossing my fingers maybe for Deadpool three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We uh, yeah, we don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with X-Force, but hopefully we get something good, mm-hmm. which, you know, hopefully we do. Speaking of X-Men and continuity stuff as we were talking about there, the X-Men TV franchise, apparently the movies won't acknowledge the TV show kind of much like Marvel does. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, how do you even how do you even acknowledge the movie universe when you're in TV or the other way around? I mean, we just said the continuity is all kinds of screwed up. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like like I actually if you think about it now, if the if the Legion movie is kind of, I mean, if the Legion TV show is taking place in current times, the only thing it could really reference currently was
0: maybe Deadpool. Well, Legion Legion is in a different universe. It's not in the X-Men universe. uh,
1: Yeah, well, you know, either way you you look at it, I mean, the original X-Men movies took place in the early 2000s the newer X Men movies take place in like the 70s and 80s. We don't have a whole lot of current aged X Men stuff going on anyway. So I mean, like, what are they gonna like? What exactly are they gonna reference if a, if the next X Men movie is indeed like in, set in the 80s or 90s? I mean, what how how are they even gonna reference a TV show that hasn't even technically like happened yet? So <coughs> I mean, I don't know. We've we've talked about this a lot. How I'm just hoping they reboot the X Men in general. But I mean, I I don't care. the The TV shows don't have to reference. Uh, the movies to me i mean well, I mean, that's just my opinion
0: well the and well the, the tv shows can because i think those are more global events and they should but the other way around movies don't have to necessarily reference the smaller individual stories yeah. that happen you're saying
1: in TV you're shows. saying we won't necessarily see legion uh popping up on screen saying like hey dad like hey this is me i have my own tv show i just wanted to pop up in your movie and say hey what up
0: right and we won't anyway because he doesn't exist in the movie universe <laughs> Yeah. The the standalone TV series they're working on is the one that, that they're kind of talking about. And uh-huh. um, they may reference bigger characters. They don't say to what extent, but they definitely, the movies won't be like, oh, remember that family that's running away from the Sentinels? Yeah, them. <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, that's just one way to say it. But also the TV is going to feature Sentinels in a major capacity hunting down the mutants, which yeah. I'm actually more impressed with that bit of news than the other one. Yeah, I mean, Sentinels were a pretty uh,
1: uh, regular occurrence on the '90s cartoon show. So, I mean, Sentinels work in an ep- in an episodic format. Uh, I'm curious, kind of, what they'll look like. I kind of like the interpretation in Days of Future Past. You know, they weren't giant. Uh, they weren't gigantic. They're a little bit more scaled down, a little bit more uh, f- uh, fightable, if that's a word. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they're interpreted on the on the big screen, on the small screen, you know.
0: Yeah, well, since it's in the same universe and they already have those character models and stuff like that, I assume they'll probably just reuse them. Yeah, roll them over, save some money. I think this takes place in like the 80s or 90s anyway, so uh, if it's kind of at the end of whatever, whenever Apocalypse was, I guess that was the 80s, and they were fighting the Sentinels at the end.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's confusing This say. It is more confusing
0: (laughs) than the Alien Predator Error, just alien timeline that we always yeah. joke about. But the X Men ones is really, really off the off the wall there. So, uh, the X Men series will feature Sentinels, and I'm glad it will because Daisy of Future Past promised the Sentinels and didn't give us Sentinels, so mm-hmm. disappointed there. However, the next movie franchise movie that we know of from Fox is New Mutants, yes and uh, we have some sort of casting calls, kind of giving us some stuff for the characters. All right. And I can. This is we did this with, with the Inhumans last week, so I'll tell mm-hmm. you exactly what it is. Looking for a character named Chris, who's male, seventeen years old, and is a tall, corn-fed Kentucky kid. This is the character Cannonball. All right, um, cool. He has the ability to like fly really fast, kind of like a cannonball, like projectile stuff, similar to Nova. I would, I would presume. Mm-hmm. Anna, female, seventeen, rushy, sexy, with an obvious mean streak. <laughs> this is uh, Iliana Rasputin, otherwise known as Magic or mm-hmm. Colossus's sister. Uh, Rob, male, 16-year-old, Brazilian, cool, confident, and extremely handsome. This is Sunspot, and Sunspot was actually at the end of Days of Future Past, or I guess the beginning, the the future version, where he mm-hmm. dies. He's the one who shoot, who turns his body to flames. Gotcha. Like, so he's there. And Jessica, female, British, punk rock, shorn, red hair, waif-like. She is uh, Wolfsbane. Which a lot of people are hoping for Maisie Williams of Game of Thrones fame to play that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got the word British in
1: there, so I mean, that's kind of yeah. kind of that. Just seeing casting announcements in British, that's kind of pointing your compass towards Game of Thrones because you got a lot to mine from there. So uh, or
0: Harry Potter, one and two. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean, this is cool. I mean, I'm excited for New Mutants just because it's it's just fresh. You know, I'm hoping they, they set it in the current times, which I think they probably are going to be. Maybe it can concurrently run alongside Deadpool. I mean, just just get rid of the old X-Men like, past stuff. It's just confusing. I mean, I'm not going to harp on it you know, anymore because I did that a lot last week and the week before and maybe even the week before that. But uh, New Mutants gets me excited. I, I want to yeah. see literally New Mutants. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly, uh, New Mutants It sounds great it sounds like a fresh class, a bunch of p- people we haven't seen with powers we've not seen um, and definitely probably go more to the supernatural side of stuff if, if I was a betting man on this as well, and that seems to be a popular theme with other sh- superhero things going on right now uh-huh. uh, but these four characters make up the original New Mutants team I believe so um, they're sticking to the comic book stories so we'll uh, keep you posted as that gets going, taking off Marvel's Inhumans, which I will find a way to bring this up every episode <laughs> I can, because I'm very excited for this this series later this year. Uh, they have cast uh, a director for the first two episodes, the IMAX ones, in uh, the his name is Roll Roll Rain, I believe is how you pronounce it. Roll Renee. Sure. I, I don't. He's Netherland. He's from the <laughs> Netherlands. I'm butchering this obviously. Um, he occasionally uses the alias John Rebel. Hmm. Uh all right. <laughs> whenever whenever can so um he has directed uh some stuff such as uh Death Race Two. I know that's not really um a, a big winner here. Um also I believe uh, Scorpion King three. I oh it down as wow, well. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't know. He he won some awards uh for some stuff he did, I believe, in like in a different language. So I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean But I'm not it, too worried.
1: Yeah, I mean it just kinda makes you wonder I mean, there's a few things you can think of here. Uh, most of the time when it comes to television shows, uh, most of the power comes from the writer's room and the showrunner. I mean, the director of the episodes, I'm not saying is an afterthought, but th- there's kind of like a reason that they, that a lot of TV shows just kind of bring in different directors a lot of the times. You know, all the continuity uh, and the style comes from the writer's room. So you don't have to put too much weight on a director when it comes to a TV show, uh, mm-hmm. fortunately, I guess. But also when you look at it from like a Marvel side of things is Marvel's usually been pretty good in the movie realm of kind of pulling people a little bit from obscurity and elevating them to kind of like superstars when it comes to directing, so you can kind of maybe lean into that a little bit to make yourself feel a little bit better. I mean, it looks like he's also uh, worked on Black Sails. I've heard good things about that show, so I mean, that's good. Obviously, this dude, he's a working director. He's out there doing his stuff, you know, so I don't really know if there's much we can pull out from here, but... Not we're, there's no uh, there's no uh, Christopher Nolan on these first couple episodes. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and also uh, one thing he did I, I did read he won was called the Golden Calf, uh, which is a, a quote the Dutch equivalent of the Academy Awards for best director. Oh. Um, for a, a feature film called The Delivery, like his first movie. So he, he's acclaimed in in Europe, just not over here quite yet. So this might be between this and Black sails a way to kind of get him over here and you know bring his skills to the table. Mm-hmm. So, but again, like you said, I'm not. I don't. I don't watch TV episodes for specific directors. Like yeah. that just kind of defeats the purpose. Like, yay, I'm happy Kevin Smith's doing some of the Flash and Arrows and Supergirl stuff, but I, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch his Supergirl episodes if I haven't watched the rest of the show.
1: Yeah, even even Kevin Smith himself has uh, said. Uh, when he directed The Flash in the past, he's just like, I felt like I didn't even really have to do anything. He's like, I showed up on set. Everyone pretty much knew what they were doing. I mean, we already had the script. Everyone from the writer's room knew exactly what was going down. These actors have done this, have done, like, tons of episodes already. I mean, he's basically just kind of there making sure, I guess, things go along a schedule. I'm not saying he didn't do anything, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like, most of the time, this stuff is kind of like an a, a, a unstoppable
0: train. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's a well-oiled machine, if you will, and just just that that train just keeps rolling, man. I don't have one yet. I expected <laughs> the train to to sound behind me, but it didn't. Uh. Oh well. But um, anyway, so I'm okay with that. Whatever. Inhumans is coming as long as it, as long as it happens, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, so. as long as it happens. <laughs> as Long as it happens. A uh, bit of news here. This is um. This might uh might might steam some of Mike's broccoli this week. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I sent him an image of a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the first look at Ego, uh, I guess the living planet, Star-Lord's dad, whatever. But it comes in the, the version of a pop vinyl that they're releasing. Yeah, so, and I, b- I believe
1: this wasn't like a leak or anything. This was kind of like an official like, hey, this is a pop vinyl for Guardians of the Galaxy, right? That is correct. I believe it comes out through standard marketing channels yeah. so i'm starting I'm starting to think something's up here because we kind of had this with the villain the other week for Guardians of the Galaxy. I forgot exactly the villain's name, but she was kind of also she was also revealed as like a pop and a Dorbs or whatever. And the same thing happened here. It, I'm starting to think that maybe, like, pop vinyl is maybe kind of paying for the exclusives of of revealing these characters, just because, like, I feel like I would be pissed if I was a director creating these characters and putting them on screen, and then the first look is in toy form. I feel like it's kind of like you're, you're kind of uh, crushing a little bit of the anticipation uh, for like your next trailer where you finally get to see like Kurt Russell Uh, like what is he going to look like is he going to have the beard and a mustache like you know what is you know what what's his outfit going to look like you kind of get all of that here in the toy a little bit obviously it's all stylized to look like an action figure or like a pop vinyl but you know it makes you wonder like why are they doing this but now that it's happened like two weeks in a row and it's been official I think almost this has been agreed upon between um, between like the Pop Corporation and Marvel. They're just like, hey, you know, uh, th- th- these these characters, like the, the villain and, and the dad of Star-Lord, I mean, yeah, people know they're coming and they're not in a surprise. So we're going to go ahead and give you the exclusive, and we're going to say you can drop the Pop, the look of the Pop before anything else. So Because uh, obviously Marvel would have control whether they could do this or not. So it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be a mistake anymore. So I think... Pop vinyl must have some sort of rights to showing these characters first. I mean, it helps them sell more pre-orders because oh, the first look of Star Lord's dad and a pop vinyl. Oh, I better pre-order this. So, well, I don't. So, I mean,
0: I'm not a big fan of the trend.
1: I want the characters to be revealed in a trailer. You know, I don't know how. What do you feel?
0: Well, so this is a tricky one for me because they unveiled his costume at San Diego Comic Con. Like mm-hmm. his full attire was on like a, a a model, like a like a I guess a mannequin. Uh huh. So all we're really getting is a stylized head, and we know that he, we know what Kurt Russell looks like with a beard. Uh, so I don't know. To me, this isn't much of a surprise, and it really doesn't give me that good of a look from what we already knew. So uh, I I can go either way, honestly. Yeah. But they I, I can, it confirms facial hair. <laughs> yeah, it does confirm facial. The only thing. I can think of is, you know, like, they had the rest of the pop vinyls they had, and they are unveiling, and they unveiled the whole set, uh, they just, they just have to unveil the whole set within a certain yeah. time frame, so, it, for the previous, but, I don't know, I mean, I, I... We get another trailer soon. I don't think it ruins Guardians for most people since, you know, we're really the ones looking for this.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is – it's a it's a little trivial. Uh, I mean, I'm not yeah. like – I'm not – I don't think this would – this is not enough to steam my broccoli. My broccoli is still okay. undercooked, and I don't want to eat it. I'm going to need some cheese for this to get me through. Uh, uh, well, but... we'll probably get there. We got, <laughs> we got a lot more news left. Yeah, but I mean uh, – uh, there, there's still some uh, some secrets, I'm sure, to ego that we have not seen yet. I'm still curious if he's gonna like transform into like a fucking planet at some point in time. Yeah, but, uh, but we'll we'll see. That won't be shown in pop form.
0: Yeah. Well, now that we've got a Logan trailer, I think the next one I'm looking forward to is the the next Guardians trailer, which uh-huh. uh, we're a couple weeks from the Super Bowl. Mike, knock on wood. Knock Hopefully on wood. We get one. Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, we should have a teaser for it by this time next year as well. But we have a, I guess not a first look, an image of Josh Brolin teasing his transformation from himself into Thanos.
1: Yes, an extremely low-resolution photo that um, I questioned whether I should put this in our featured image on our website, and I'm glad I didn't, just because it's, well, uh, it's pretty scratchy.
0: Well, thank God. I mean, yeah, you totally could have as well, finding the original photos, because these are definitely reused um, sources here, so this is nothing... He's not wearing half the makeup on his face. Yeah, I mean um, you hope but, you're hoping
1: a little bit more from Josh Brolin's official Instagram account. Yeah, maybe so, a little bit more pixels.
0: Uh, I just assume that means he'll be on. It says next. Uh, sources say the movie's beginning full production next week, not just second unit stuff. So uh, apparently, Josh Brolin will be on set filming Infinity War uh, next week in his motion capture, getting ready for his big Thanos bigger Thanos debut, I guess, rather than before. So I'm, I'm I just, really excited for it.
1: I just want to see Thanos actually punch a superhero. I just want to see that big old freaking gauntlet wind up and just sock Captain America in the face. I just want to see what happens. I'm, it's going to be very satisfying.
0: You think he's going to do it to him or the Hulk? Uh,
1: he's going to do it to everybody. He's going to punch everybody.
0: All right. Well, I, I'm I'm down with that. They, they want to <laughs> throw down fisticuffs, make sure they're infinity fisticuffs. Uh, Black Panther started filming this week and one of the uh, first set images, it's not really set images, it's an image of actors around the set, nothing revealing, shows that Martin Freeman is confirmed for the film returning from uh, Civil War. So, um, another uh, I guess Sherlock character coming back to the Marvel (laughs) fold for another Another
1: film. Another civilian carryover. Uh, it's interesting to see when uh, non superpowered uh, superhero people carry between movies. It Usually, just makes me think they're building them up to maybe kill them off in some way. You know, there's got to be some human uh, casualties some way that get uh, built up. But uh, Martin Freeman, we love you, man. So I'm okay yeah. with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think I loved. He didn't get enough screen time in Civil War. I felt, uh, but I do like his uh, scene at the end with uh, Zemo. Uh, He's like, make play, please mess up. I wanna, I wanna mess you up. So I I thought that was really fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another bit of news you brought to the table this week is the Spider-Man animated movie showed off some animation from Sony, Mm -hmm. and Miles Morales is confirmed.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was kind of this was almost leaning towards, I would probably say the the main news item of the week. But I think some other things kind of came along that were a little bit more exciting, just because this this animated movie has was kind of soft announced a long time ago. And we've been speculating what it's going to be about. It's really confusing that it's being made in the first place. So I guess we finally've gotten confirmation that this movie is going to focus on Miles Morales. I mean, we talked about a casting call a little bit thinking that oh, maybe just Miles the character, the human kid would just appear in the movie alongside Peter Parker at some point in time, but it's going to be Miles Morales centric, which is an interesting decision. I mean, I I I coming I I got a lot of I got a lot of things to unpack here real quick. So first of all, Um, I don't think this animated movie really needs to exist It just seems kind of like a strange Thing to add into the mix It almost seems like Sony's just like Well we still want to make our own Spider-Man movie So we're going to do it this way but you know, also you got uh, F- F- Chris, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller in on it, so that mm-hmm. makes you a little bit more excited because they're they're real they're they're quality they're quality guys, so that makes you a little ex- little bit excited there. But also, like I was kind of hoping Miles Morales would kind of get it, his official big screen reveal in the MCU the way it's really intended. I feel like if you do it in an animated point of view, it's just kind of it just seems a little bit weird. But at the same time, he's not a super well known character outside of the comic community. I mean, Uh, He did kind of pop up a little bit in the animated series, but I mean, I think the the majority of people out there are just like, what's this black Spider-Man doing on screen? Why is he black now? Uh, It's like, well, he's actually a legitimate character in the universe. You're going to have to get used to that. So I don't know, maybe the animated movies is a good way to introduce him to the world uh, on a wider scale, but also there's a lot of stuff swirling around here where I'm still not 100% sure this movie's going to get made because some other news came out this week about Sony, so... I, I don't know what to think quite yet.
0: Yeah, we're still on the fence. Uh, I think, you know, Miles is okay. I mean, if you're gonna... If Sony has to make another movie, you know, that isn't a live-action movie, let them make an animated movie about a Spider-Man everyone's not familiar with and see what happens. I, mm-hmm. I think I think that's a great idea. Does not need to be theatrically released? No. Like, uh, I, I think DC's got a good corner on the animated market. Uh, but, you know, if you put some money into a Marvel animated movie and release it on home release, I think that's still work. Uh, mm-hmm. And this might be a good solution to that. And in case it doesn't get released, because of Sony is reportedly might be taking pitches to sell off its film and TV operation side known as Columbia Pictures.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is just... Uh... Really, really, uh, I don't want to say shocking, but it's really interesting because I think the only reason we're specifically talking about it is because Sony still holds the right to our beloved Spider-Man. Obviously, they've they've struck a deal with Marvel, and I don't think that deal is necessarily going to go anywhere because it's uh, written in stone on a contract surrounded by a bunch of lawyers. So I don't think uh, uh, Peter Parker is going to be disappearing from the big screen anytime soon. Uh, but I mean, that's just not a good look for Sony. I mean, they're really kind of holding on to the, the rights of what they have, and it's just not going well for them to the point where they're thinking about selling off what they have. Now, I, I don't know a whole lot of the, the logistics of selling off like the, the movie and TV s- sections of a business. But I think mainly what is sold is not necessarily like the cameras and the chairs and the green screens. You know, I think it's kind of the, the intellectual property that comes along with it. So the selling off your – the Sony selling off its, its movie stuff means selling off the rights to Spider-Man to somebody else. So if they're listening to pitches, maybe, it, maybe Disney over there is just like, hey, this, this might be enough – of reason to buy Sony just for the fact of getting full rights to Spider-Man back. I mean, maybe, I mean, he's a big enough draw, he could make a lot of money in the future. I don't know if it's enough to to justify the sale of a studio. But I think I read that sony is they're they're just they're listing the pitches. <laughs> funny enough, they said they're waiting to see how well the emoji movie does, <laughs> and that's gonna kind of be the deciding factor of whether or not they they go to sale and I was just like, that must be a rocky ground to be standing on if the you're waiting to see how an emoji movie does to decide if you're gonna sell off a section
0: of your corporation you that know? that's a very, <laughs> very sad thing to wait on that is not. What you want to wait on whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, So the thing is here with this um, Sony, if they if Sony sells off Columbia Sony side, I don't think the rights of Spider Man transfer with them. Uh, I think that's one of the things. Like you know, you can't buy a company can't buy it, then another company can buy you, and then you automatically get the rights all the time. Unless it's stated clearly, so I, I, I mean, I don't.
1: I mean, my student loans are bought and sold all the time, and I gotta find who the hell I pay now. So I don't know. Right. Well, <laughs> well,
0: well, that's that's a little different uh, <laughs> because technically they're leasing the rights from Marvel, and you can't sublease legally, kind of like you know, in an apartment without telling someone else, the people who own it. So I don't know if those will transfer. I don't know how that works. Uh, if they do sell, this kind of reminds me of I I, I saw someone else post this earlier in the week about how television is on the rise again we're in a, we're in a world where we, we talked about this netflix shows uh-huh. and you know the bbc shows and stuff like that. We, we're watching more of those than movies right now a lot of people are uh-huh. um studios are making increasingly costly tentpole spectacles and using the technical gimmicks to attract audiences and those are, are making these flops become more and more expensive like yeah it's more th- it's just more and more of a risk yeah, so I, I think the studios are really unsure on how to react to these changing audience tastes and like how to, you know, t- still tell good stories without being, you know, using gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Uh so but also new technology is making filmmaking more affordable and uh, you know, easy to, to do in a like like one person at the top doesn't say this is how the movie needs to be made anymore. You could have a yeah. whole group of people make these movies.
1: It's almost kind of the opposite of kind of uh, an economy of a country. You know, they always say it's like a bad, it's a bad thing, you know, if your middle class is thinning, but almost, we almost see the middle class of of movies thinning, but that's not necessarily a dire thing, you know, because it's kind of cool that we're just getting a lot more smaller scale movies out there. Like um, I just watched Sing Street yesterday on Netflix, a very, very pleasant movie. Uh, I would say that was definitely on the lower end, probably uh, budget-wise. It's definitely not a middle-range a middle range financial movie. But that movie was just a really, really fun, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so maybe a, a kind of a movie like that, it's just easier to make nowadays. You, like you said, I think technology is a really good way to put it. I mean, anyone can pick up a camera now and start making a movie, so there's not a whole lot of barriers to entry. So, uh, but I, I don't think there's anything t- too much to be worried about here. Yeah, yeah, we might have some less big temple movies in the future, but we got awesome TV to watch. I think it, it all kind of balances itself out. Hollywood is just going to follow where the money goes, so, um like if if Warner Brothers notices there's just less going on in the movie realm they'll just put more money into TV and that's where they'll get their money I mean I'm not too worried but I think the, I think the, the kind of moral of the story here is Sony is still on shaky grounds <laughs> you yeah. know because they've not been doing well so that just translates the shakiness to me into this animated movie so I, I still kind of get a little bit of a gambit feeling when I'm thinking about this animated Spider-Man movie so I would not put any bets on this movie yet
0: yeah, I, I I definitely I definitely wouldn't either. And it's funny you mentioned Sing Street because that was actually like a a UK made movie, not a US movie. But well, I was talking I was talking budget wise. <laughs> That's fine, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. So uh yeah, so um yeah, I guess you know, we might start seeing a different style of films, maybe like lower budget superhero movies on characters we've never seen before. Uh if if this big company kinda collapses under itself again. So I don't know. I'm I can go either way. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about (laughs) Spider-Man animated film. Sony, as long as they're letting Marvel have Spider-Man to us, we're good. Like, Uh everything else you do, Sony, kind of sucks. That's what you get for (laughs) for banking on Adam Sandler too many times. (laughs) Shazam is a movie and a character I am not overly familiar with, to be honest with you. Uh, I've I've tried to to research a little bit into Shazam, and I don't know anything too much about it, so I'm not going to pretend to be the know-all, end-all on Shazam. But the movie was coming out In I think April of 2019 Sure 20, 2019. <laughs> But apparently DC has split Shazam Into two movies now Oh god <laughs> So well, this is, this is a, a little different here So Shazam Still exists and it will be written by Henry Gayden of Earth to Echo mm-hmm. uh, Which I hear is a great Kids movie uh, and Shazam Needs to fall under family friendly Is what, is what I've heard so uh-huh. That's fine and then a movie called Black Adam focusing on the villain character Black Adam played by The Rock.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's obvious what's is what's happening here. I mean, The Rock is a huge, big megastar. Someone over at uh, Warner Brothers was just like, uh, let's just give him his own movie. He's a huge megastar. We split this into two movies. We'll make just basically double the money because people are probably only going to show up for Shazam just because The Rock is in it. So I think it's a a bad call. It's a bad thing to do. I mean, Shazam is not a proven property on the big screen at all. I mean, he's obviously he's been around in the comics for a while. People like him. He was he was in Young Justice. Uh, I think he worked out pretty well in, in the, some episodes that he was in there. So I I have no problem with the character at all. I think he's a interesting character. Uh, but I mean, why split into two movies? I mean, no one, no one knows who this character is. Who's who, the majority of people buying tickets? So why don't you just stick to one movie, make a good movie, and then if that goes well, maybe make that Black Adam movie. I mean, they're just count. This is the classic example of just kind of like counting your your eggs before they hatch.
0: Well, so that's one way to look at it. However, Black Adam is not made by Warner Brothers. It's made by New Line. Um, I think Black Adam will become its own separate franchise disenfranchised from DC uh, because The Rock will draw more money in than a Shazam movie will but uh, The Rock had a meeting with Warner Brothers last week and they came out and then they announced this this week so I think Black Adam will be its kind of own franchise and will no longer be part of the Shazam movie uh, and they'll retool that to, <laughs> to figure out whoever their villain is in the yeah, Rock I mean- Live is Black Adam series at New Line
1: yeah, but I mean, if it's over at New Line, I mean, is it even in the same Warner Brothers universe anymore? It's just really no, weird what what
0: it's, it's not. It, it yeah, would not but be.
1: but it's just bizarre because I mean, uh, w- like Warner Brothers has the rights to all the DC characters, so if they're like leasing out the character of the New Line, I just don't understand what's going on. I mean, Warner Brothers, get your stuff together because uh, you got you got movies coming out that you still need to prove and and you need a more concrete bed for your for your movie franchise before you start making these. Bizarre plans with characters like Shazam. So,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know where you're getting that. They're just essentially creating a new franchise with The Rock somewhere else, and well, leaving yeah, Shazam alone.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I get that, but I mean, eventually, like you have The Rock, a big megastar, playing a villain like a uh, Black Adam. Why don't you leave him in your main universe fighting like Superman and Batman at some point in time? Like, it just seems weird to be splintering him off as his own character. At New Line. I mean, it's just, it's things are already a mess over at Warner Brothers. I mean, why do they think that they can be splintering off characters at other studios to make franchises when they don't even like that? It's just like almost like saying, oh, we really like Killer Croc. Let's give him his own movie franchise over at another studio. It's just like, you, it's just, I don't know. It's just. They got other problems to worry about here. We,
0: well, the thing is, Black Adam may never exist in the regular DC universe as it currently exists, so no one would ever know he was split off.
1: Uh, well, I mean, what I mean, if you have Shazam, you should have Black Adam in the movie. So it, it's, it, I mean, it's just I, weird. I agree with that. That, but I mean, like,
0: <laughs> who knows what they're gonna do with Shazam? They, they DC takes a lot of liberties with their properties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they don't yeah, necessarily do it properly. <laughs> Which we may hear or see next or this summer with a new report from Wonder Woman, uh, the Schmoes No Show. Uh, I was watching it. Uh, I don't normally watch it, but I watch it for this clip. Uh, one of the reporters said someone on the inside of Wonder Woman said informed them that it was a mess of a movie. Mm. Uh, and this is the same person who told them that uh, Batman v Superman was a mess of a movie.
1: So I mean, this is obviously in the um in the realm of speculation but as we all know the superhero slate podcast loves speculation mm-hmm. so uh you know it, you know you were thinking that there's this kind of secret agent on the inside monitoring the production you know you kind of you start to think of what kind of insider is this is this like an editor of the movie I, if you, if your insider has to do with the editing of the movie i would give them a lot of credence just because they're literally seeing the movie as it's kind of being put together um or is it more of like a production assistant who just happened to be on set a lot and kind of saw things you know being moved around you know i would put a lot less credence on somebody who just happened to be on set i would think it's got to be somebody who's kind of you know putting the movie together after it's been filmed to kind of give credence to it because yeah sometimes movie sets can be hectic and crazy and you know stuff could seem like a nightmare But, you know, it could all be put together and pieced together well as long as you have the right components. But, uh, I mean, the the Schmoes Nose guys, they're they're pretty respectable. You know, I don't think they would just like, you know, just randomly spew lies just to get, you know, clicks to a Mm -hmm. video. So I guess it just comes down to their source. But, I mean, it does make me a little worried. I mean, we've been saying on this podcast for uh, close to a year now – there's a lot now riding on this Wonder Woman movie. Uh, I think I would be happy if the Wonder Woman movie was just kind of mediocre. And there wasn't any major glaring problems. It was just, you know, a decent Wonder just Woman. Just movie. a movie. Yeah, like just give me a movie that doesn't make me mad. So uh, <laughs> that I mean that that is how low I'm setting my bar for Wonder Woman. Just I just want to go into it and not get angry. You know, I want an awesome Wonder Woman woman movie. I mean, uh, we all want awesome DC movies. Like we're not hating on it. Like it, but you just can't ignore what they've been putting out. So I don't know. Well, I mean, only time will tell. I mean, that's all we can really say.
0: Yeah, so at this point in the process, Wonder Woman's been done filming for months. So yes. I assume that this is a person who has seen the movie uh, uh-huh. in, in the editing process. Maybe a color grader, effects person. Uh, so, so they said that um, the problems are the same problems as Batman v Superman. It's discombobulated and it has no narrative flow, very disjointed. Ooh. So um, <laughs> I'm really hoping that this is all... A lie and not true. So uh, we want yeah. we want we want a good Wonder Woman movie when it does come out. So For we'll sure. we'll keep you posted on if there's any response back to that uh, from Warner Brothers or director Patty Jenkins. Uh, Green Lantern Corps. We talked about it last week. They're moving forward. They got a writer writers, I guess, and um, moving on with it. And now there are rumored frontrunners to play Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern movie. And there are seven names here. And the first name. <laughs> I'm I'm so confused. It, it's, it's just it's
1: the most ridiculous thing I think I've seen all week.
0: So the reported frontrunners for Hal Jordan include Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> what uh, Tom Cruise, Joel McHale, Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> Bradley Cooper, Army Hammer, and lately James Marsden.
1: Uh, I mean, all right. Uh, I'm just gonna point out, I guess, just the more glaring stuff here. Uh, cause I, I think maybe we, we need a little bit more condensed list before we kind of really yeah. jump into this. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, obviously. No, I don't know what the hell. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I guess I can't be surprised now with the, the some of the stuff of the decisions that Warner brothers makes, uh, but Ryan Reynolds, really? No, that's just not going to happen. I mean, I don't even think he would do it either. So no, that's just well, out of well, the picture. <laughs> where
0: would that put the first Green Lantern movie? Would that make it the first DC movie, or would it make it like they just oh, ignore that movie? It didn't happen. I mean, the they deal.
1: they tried. I mean, that that Green Lantern movie was legitimately an attempt to, to turn yeah. the DC universe into a franchise. So, but yeah, that's dumb. That's out. I don't know why yeah. that's even on there. Maybe someone just forgot to erase his name from like a spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, Tom Tom Cruise. I mean. Obviously, he's no he's no stranger to franchises. I would think maybe he would try to dip his hand in the superhero stuff. I think I would like to see Tom Cruise more in a villain role if he's going to pop up in one of my superhero movies. I think he could play a really, really good villain. So I think I'd like to see Tom Cruise as a villain. Uh, Joel McHale maybe i don't know i mean to me he's just kind of more of kind of like a goofy guy when i think of him i just kind of think of goofy i don't necessarily think of like slapstick but he's just kind of like a funny goofy guy so um uh, jake gyllenhaal wasn't he rumored for like a superhero part a while ago and backed out uh not that i know of i i thought he was but uh bradley cooper maybe like too old Uh, uh and he's with marvel uh yeah well i guess that's true yeah he's uh he's rocket i don't think he's going to be jumping to the other side of the aisle but i i don't know this is a strange list
0: (laughs) yeah it's a really strange list. i think my biggest pull on this list i would go very much with james marsden uh Uh you know cyclops technically from x-men yeah Uh, i think he would fit that that you know role very well of hal jordan another one we brought up with maybe nathan fillion I don't Ooh. know if he could carry the movie though. I mean, yes, it's a buddy cop movie, but uh, you know Nathan Fillion would be okay in my book. But I, of this list, James Marsden is my biggest pull, and it's mostly because you know he just came, I saw him in Westworld. And yeah, exactly. Great th- in Westworld.
1: Yeah, I think he's probably got a lot of. Uh um, celebrity cachet, kind of coming off that show since it was a big deal over the summer. So I think maybe that would probably help him make it onto the screen. But I have no idea who who Army Hammer is. But I just looked this guy up, and shit, he looks like a fucking uh, a
0: Green Lantern. Well, like, he, I don't. <laughs> he is the Lone Ranger. If you, I don't know if you saw that movie. No, I did not see it. (laughs) He was the Lone Ranger, and I saw him in the Man from Uncle, opposite of uh, Henry Cavill last summer. Uh Uh, But man, he he looks like Hal Jordan. I mean, if I mean, I don't know if
1: uh, if looks is enough, but yeah, when I'm looking at him, he he looks like a lot of interpretations of uh, of Hal Jordan. Mm. So.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he could carry a movie either after what I've seen him in, mm-hmm. but uh, because he had Henry Cavill and uh, what's the other guy's name, uh, Johnny Depp, in his other movies, so I don't know if he could carry the. But I'm, sure, why not? I'm okay with that. But yeah, I love James Marsden. I mean, I, I even before Westworld, he's he's a really cool guy. So I'd be on board with James Marsden, man. Yeah. So if you guys have any preferences on that list, let us know. But all the big mm-hmm. names kind of suck. On that list. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're at the bottom of that list for that one. Injustice 2. I don't know if you watch this, Mike. That's my apologies. I forgot we had a trailer in here. But the video game Injustice 2 dropped a story trailer. And it's a long. Uh, it's like three. I and mean, minutes. I,
1: I think I. I think I saw it. It was kind of more of like very. Wasn't it? If I remember right, correct me if I'm wrong. It was just a lot of close-ups of stuff and like scanning, panning left to right, and just like an ominous voice in the background. Yeah, kind of like a, saying stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a bunch of disjointed scenes from the final cutscenes, probably. Um, I mean,
1: it's a it's a cool mood. It, it sets a cool mood for the video game. I mean. I'm not really big into the Injustice games uh, at all, but it seems like a cool mood that they're heading to the game, so
0: no complaints I, there. Yeah, I'm really I, – I like D, uh, DC's video games, to be honest. Uh-huh. The Arkham games are great. I like the first – the first Injustice has the best uh, story of any fighting game I've ever seen. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and yeah. so I'm really excited for this to come out.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, Warner Brothers, you're good at a lot of things. I mean, you got awesome video games, (laughs) awesome animated stuff. So, I mean, like, you got good stuff going for you. Don't, don't, don't be so mad at yourself that you can't nail these movies. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They've made good Batman movies. (laughs) They have made good Batman movies in the past. So, yeah,
0: and and Superman movies. Well, and and other movies. I think did they do the Losers, the movie? Oh, I think it was. (laughs) No, it's based on a, a, a comic book, and it had. Uh, Chris Evans, Idris Elba, Zoe Saldana, um, I don't know who made it. Either way, (laughs) it's actually a really, yeah, Warner Brothers distributed it, so uh, Mm -hmm. I guess never mind. But yeah, anyway, uh, Injustice 2, uh, there's there's some different pricing points to get like characters, like $100 to get 9 DLC characters. And I was talking with my friend Patrick about that, and we don't know really what that means at this point. Is it skins? Is it new characters? But I think that's, you know, you feel kind of shafted, you don't get the whole game. There, but that's the way the, the market's going. But uh, I'm probably going to pick it up when it comes out in May. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk more about it later the, later this summer. Uh, Hellboy three something I didn't think we'd still be talking about ever again. <laughs> uh, Guillermo del Toro held a Twitter poll to get 100,000 votes to have a talk about the film with people who are in the film. Well, or, do we know if, do we know if he reached it? I'm assuming he reached he, it. He he apparently blew it out of the apparently blew it out of the water. <laughs> Like, are you like, are you that dense you need to have Twitter to <laughs> tell you if you want to make a movie? Like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you want to do it, just do it. Don't tell, have Twitter tell you what to do. I That's, think it's
1: almost just more of like an excuse to just drum up some excitement because yeah. po- he was probably going to do it anyway. So he's just like, hey, you know, I'm. he's like, he's probably like, I literally have a meeting on this on my schedule to go talk to Ron Perlman next week. But wouldn't it be fun if I put out this tweet just to see what people did. Uh, but uh, Guillermo's kind of. Things are going well for him, I think right now he has that new show Troll Hunters on um, mm-hmm. Netflix. Netflix. Well, obviously we don't have any sort of um, numbers for, it, but Netflix did kind of say in an article that it's it's it looks like it's gonna be one of the biggest kid shows on the platform. So that's good. I've watched a couple episodes because, like, I'll always give Guillermo a chance. Um, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of the show. It's it's just a little bit too uh, kiddie for me. Uh, I'm not saying I need like uh, blood and gore with, with a troll hunter animated TV show, but it's just it's just not quite my my cup of tea. But I hear a lot of people really love it. So I mean, good on Guillermo. Uh, he's he seems to be a really really cool guy. I follow him on Twitter. So um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think- mean
0: does voltron season two comes out pretty soon as well and that was one of his things yeah, I think he had
1: a. I think he maybe had an executive producing, yeah, uh, producing role in that. Uh, but either either way, uh, it's cool to kind of see the love for Hellboy three out there. Because uh, I wouldn't necessarily say the first two were big smash hits. I think a. St- I think if Guillermo was talking to a studio about Hellboy three, I think that there might be some at least budgetary stipulations. He's not just going to get a blank check to make Hellboy three. Uh, but maybe that'll be a good thing. I mean, there was no blank check for Deadpool. One and that was awesome so
0: yeah yeah uh knock on wood hopefully so a meeting with ron perlman and mike McNola, the creator of hellboy so cool uh, that's a it's a good it's a good feeling terminator another franchise that just won't stay dead um <laughs> james cameron apparently gets the rights back to the movie franchise in 2019 they've been Gosh. passed around whatever so on and so forth. But he gets them in 2019 and Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool is supposedly in line to direct the first movie under this reboot, refresh, whatever <laughs> James Cameron decides it's going to be.
1: Do we think it's going to happen right in 2019 or maybe 2019 is when they can kind of start doing pre-production. I mean, I think we, I think we still need a, a bigger window from that Genesis movie before we kind of jump
0: back into the Terminator universe. Well, I, I agree with you. That was about 2015. Um, Yeah, it wasn't, it was not long ago. But if, I mean, if they want to do it right, I mean, they got to start, if they're hiring Tim Miller, they're probably starting pre-production now to get it ready to, to release in 2019. So, I mean,
1: what do you even, what do you even do now with Terminator? I mean, we've gone all around that timeline with skynet involved i mean i don't even know i think uh i watched a video of uh this youtube channel uh, movie bob and he kind of did a little explanation of what he might like to see in a terminator movie uh i mean that's one idea i just don't know what is left there i mean what do you do? do you go into the past maybe do you maybe lean away from the whole time travel aspect in general and you just try to do like the cat and mouse type movie again but in a different way. I mean Tim, Tim millers he's a great guy. He did great with Deadpool. And I I would love to see the Terminator kind of get fixed, but I don't know if we necessarily need more of it.
0: Now, would you do do you want it to continue what's going on or would you just want a straight reboot? Well,
1: no, they got to they got to completely undo a lot of stuff. I think maybe a complete no, okay, because a complete reboot just makes me think RoboCop. It just makes me think that they're going to do the same thing just in a fancier, uh, 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 fleshed-out way, uh, which I not I don't really want. Like maybe you just do a new Terminator movie in the realm of what they're doing with, like, Logan in the X-Men universe. Just kind of tangentially maybe talk about the stuff that has happened in the past, but just move on to something else. You know, maybe the characters are just trying to do something else about a Terminator uprising, and they just kind of talk about, oh, maybe something like this happened in the past. I don't know. Maybe just just lean off of it and just try to make a new story. I don't. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Nobody knows, man. But, I mean, James Cameron, I mean, if he's got four Avatar sequels in the works, he's got to at least have eight Terminator ones under his belt. So, uh, we'll see how he does (laughs) Everviving reviving franchises. Power Rangers trailer. We watched this right before... We watched it earlier in the week, but we watched it again right before the beginning of the show. Um, Mm -hmm. Trailer number two. We finally got to see the Zords and the Megazord and Goldar and Rita and alpha five and Zordon and I'm just going off through characters here. I don't, I don't think I'm going to hate this movie as much as I originally initially thought I was going to hate this movie. Uh, all right, <laughs> but I'm not going to be in love with it. Like I'm just going to be like, this is just a generic bland run of the mill movie. Sure. Why not? Like yeah, this is I updated mean, power Rangers. If yeah, they made power Rangers mean, say this is what it is. <laughs> I'll just hit on a couple of things real quick and then
1: we'll, we'll move along. Like uh, alpha five looks fucking weird. Uh, I like the interpretation of Zordon uh, on that wall, kind of that pixel wall thing. That looks kind of cool. Goldar looks like shit, (laughs) so I'm not looking forward to Goldar. Uh there's lots of cheesy lines in this trailer of just like, oh, we're Power Rangers. It's Morphin time, like just really on the nose stuff. So uh my my goal for this movie, if I see it in theaters, is just to lower my expectations to the ground and just go into it kind of like how I did the the uh the the new Turtles movies. I didn't see that first Turtles movies for a while because I heard it sucked and my expectations were really low, and I was pleasantly surprised. So I'm just gonna assume the movie's just gonna be utter garbage. Uh, and then just go in and, and maybe be pleasantly surprised. Uh, yeah, there so, you go. <laughs>
0: so, so one thing you made me think of—we talked about this earlier—the color palette on this movie looks really weird. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and you, you mentioned to being kind of like a Transformers movie. Now, I think I'm gonna watch this and Transformers in theater this this year and see which one was the worst movie of the year. <laughs> like, which one really sucked so, the, so hard?
1: So, those are your front runners, kind of for the the first the the biggest failures of the year as the new transformers and this new power rangers
0: yeah maybe not box office failures because transformers make so much money over yeah. but like critically like which one of these dual is gonna make me grown the, most, the most during the movie i'm gonna have to need a notepad every time i'm like ah take yes. it now on the put a little tick mark there <laughs> yeah so uh I, I, that's my goal gonna watch those just to see which one's the worst mike not, not to enjoy them but to hate them actively. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, Attack on Titan we talk about occasionally. And there was news this week that Warner Brothers uh, uh, <laughs> is a li- going to work on a live action movie of Attack on Titan with the Fantastic Beast producer. I don't have his name, but.
1: Oh well, I mean, I feel Does- like some some of the the stuff I like about Attack on Titan is the weird Japanese stuff in it to begin with like this if attack on titan was invented in america it never would have been they never would have been weird looking naked people they would have made them look more like monstrous and the absence of genitalia wouldn't be a bizarre thing and they definitely wouldn't have weird kind of like butt cheeks and stuff like that and gigantic mouths that never would have happened in america but in japan you get weird stuff like that so yeah maybe but the thing I hate the most about the show is the the super whiny bitchy characters that I just can't stand. So, and I purely only watch the show because the premise is interesting. So, I mean, maybe this American version of the movie will just run with the interesting idea of the premise. I think people that are in love with the anime and think it's amazing and perfect will probably just bitch about you know it being westernized and stuff like that. But I mean, it's not. It's it, It's a very kind of almost like Western European looking film. So it's kind of like an anime that you could almost safely cast with Western kind of European people maybe, and Mm -hmm. maybe people wouldn't be too bent out of shape about it. But I don't know how much of the charm of Attack on Titan is the weird, bizarre looking Titans, and how much of it is just the interesting premise of people living in a walled off city. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll reach some middle ground, but I don't think Attack on Titan is as precious and amazing as everybody (laughs) thinks it is. It's just kind of a an a modern anime with a with an interesting premise and hate hate characters that whine. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, do? I mean I, I agree <laughs> with
0: you. Like this is a very interesting premise and I think if they do do a live action in America they will probably bastardize the idea of it. Like uh-huh. here's the premise large things are eating people and these kids have to kill them and save the world. Uh, mm-hmm. So that'll probably be about the basis of it, and they'll be like, "All right, well, this is what we got. Let's do what we want with it now." So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I probably won't see it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, what? I don't.
1: I, I think I might see this. Obviously, I was saying bar none. I probably wouldn't see that uh, live action version that they made over uh, in Japan. But mm-hmm. if this gets a live action uh, Hollywood budget, I would be curious for sure. I I hope this movie gets made just because I'm so curious where the where the visual
0: direction would go you know yeah well i mean sure i mean maybe (laughs) maybe so uh we can go it can honestly go either way like it could be (laughs) great and fun or like man i would rather go to the dentist and get my teeth pulled than watch that so (laughs) there we go that's our last bit of news for for the day mike actually unless you got one one more thing i got rogue one box office numbers past a billion dollars all right good for them so rogue one is now a billion dollar star wars movie uh so I, did you only see it once uh yeah i've only seen it once uh probably gonna pick up the digital release yeah i saw it i saw it once as well i did not see it again so uh congratulations rogue one there we go and on a happy note let's go with that <laughs> uh in the meantime mike uh people want to know what you're up to what you've been doing see some of your stuff we can going do that out well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my
1: webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Uh, Chris, wh- wh- what about you? You always got irons in the fire going on over there. People probably want to know what you're up to. Where can they follow yeah. you?
0: Yeah. Well, if you want to check out my shoes I kept in a box for four years until this weekend, <laughs> you can find on Twitter, <laughs> at Valdan, V A L D A N. Uh, also, uh, read stuff on Comic UI, and I uh, look forward to the upcoming episode of Filmside Chats where we're, we're recorded/slash recording. So. Picking that back up as well. Talk movies. See some pop vinyls. I bought another pop vinyl yesterday. <laughs> of course a, you did. <laughs> it's a Yoda one, and it's blue. It's the Spirit Yoda from, like, oh. Force Ghost Yoda. Shouldn't, he, shouldn't, is he clear?
1: Is it one of the clear pop vinyls?
0: It's not quite clear, but it is a little translucent, and oh, it glows right. in the dark. So I'm really Ooh. excited to see that. Does it,
1: does it glow green in the
0: dark? It's, it's blue. Oh. <laughs> He's a Force Ghost. They're blue. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, you can check out those there. Uh, in the meantime, Mike, if anyone else wants to uh, see where else we're up to, where else we can find us at. Well, as always,
1: please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show if you're not subscribed yet. And uh, it's the best place to uh, find our show notes. Actually, it's the only place to find our show notes where you can uh, where you can check out all the stuff that we've been talking about, all the links to all the awesome stuff. So you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. Subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week, and you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on Instagram. And if you want to uh, pick up a Superhero Slate t-shirt, you can pick that up at SuperheroSlate.com slash a store. That's really awesome. We'd love if you do that. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, please consider uh, leaving a review wherever you listen to the show. Uh, comment on an episode if you like watching it on YouTube. Uh, tweet at us if, if you like what's going on. Just, uh, just interact with us and we always love that stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you're a super fan of the show, just uh, share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy. And as I always say, we will be here every gosh darn week (laughs) that's
0: right um pretty much uh i I mean i'm really excited january's so slow in terms of like what movies we can watch so i'm really excited for february to pick up for us i i honestly think Mike our spoiler cast are some of my favorite episodes that we do so oh i like it too i like i love spending time with you too oh the the, talking to you is the best (laughs) so all right well before we get too sentimental let's get out of here and uh We'll catch you guys next week. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.
1: We all need shelves we can display things on. Oh, God. Yeah, I need so many shelves.